And hello, hello. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. We solve legal problems. We're doing it by podcasts. Got that? LenTillum.com on iTunes. By the way, vote for me on iTunes. Give me a favorable rating there. The more we get, the better it is. I know you're listening. You got legal problems. We solve all kinds of legal problems. I'd love to hear from you. You can phone it in. 800-996-4505. Who do you want to sue? Your landlord makes you crazy. It's a dump. The cockroaches eat you alive. You don't like your boss. You found out your partner's been cheating on you and ripping you off. No, that drunk driver you never paid is now coming. They won't let you renew your license. The cops are looking for you. You got legal problems? I'm a lawyer. Call it in. Listen to these stories. Here we go. Craig in Hollister. How come you're calling a lawyer? Well, my son just broke up with his fiancée and wondering if we can get the engagement ring back. He dumped her, right? Yes. Yeah, how much was the ring? Over 20000 And she don't want to give it back, does she? No. Here's what's going on. Um, an engagement, it's like a contract. He says to her, will you marry me? If you, mar- if you agree to marry me, I'll give you this ring, right? And she says, okay, I'll marry you, and he gives her the ring. He broke the engagement. You know, so he isn't getting the ring back because he's the one who's in breach of this contract. You know, he broke it. He said, I'll marry you and give you a ring. So if she had dumped him, he would be entitled to the ring back. Um, But, you know, so the ring cost 20 grand. What if they would have had kids and got divorced? You know what it cost then? You would have been writing checks to he would have been writing checks to lawyers for more than that. So um, that's the story. I don't think he's entitled to the ring back. He dumped her. Okay. Okay, well, so, thank you. Yeah, there you go. All right. He didn't like that. John in Guerneville, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, Lynn. Hey, about seven and a half years ago, I bought my house, and uh, in the uh, in the notes, it said that some of the decks that were around the house uh, were probably on some other people's property. When, when you say in the notes, you mean the title insurance you got from the title company, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, they said, "Hey, you're buying this house, but some of your deck is on somebody else's property." Yeah, there's no, there's no property stakes there. It's out in up in the wilderness area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. So I, I've been there for seven and a half years, and uh, the, the owner that handled this property passed away, and now they want to sell, and they want to sell all these properties as one big unit. They don't want to split them up, and I'm just wondering, what do I have any rights because I've been there? I, they were there before I bought them. Oh, no, this is not adverse possession. You don't own the land the deck is on. California's adverse possession law, you know, where you can acquire somebody else's land because you squat on it, it also requires you to pay the property tax every year. And you're not paying any property taxes for your neighbor's parcel. You're just paying your property taxes. That's correct. So therefore, there's no adverse possession. Look, If you sell the property, you need to disclose the problem with the deck just like it was disclosed to you when you bought the property. Okay. Okay. The the thing you're looking at, here's what you're looking at. I had that problem with a neighbor. He had his fence on my property. They may come to you and say, oh, you know, you got to move your deck. You're on our property, and you'll get a lawyer, and you'll yell prescriptive easements, and you'll work something out. They're not going to make you tear the deck down. I don't think so, okay? Plus, you're out in the country, right? That's correct. Yeah, they don't want to build a home right next to you because it's just as much as you don't want to see them, you know, walking around in their house in their underwear through their windows. You're out in the country. They don't want to see you. So they'll build far away. You get along with your neighbor. You'll work it out, okay? All right. Thanks, Lance. You're welcome. 
Peter in Sunnyvale. How come you're calling a lawyer? Yes, sir, Lim. Uh, my grandson, who I raised, we raised, was walking through Mountain View, Mountain View with a friend uh, uh, in, the, in the evening, late in the evening, early morning, to pick up his car. And uh, the police stopped them, both of them, and uh, searched them. They wanted to ask for ID, and my son had in his, my grandson had in his possession someone else's driver's license, who he says he found about a month earlier. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's talk found. I'll tell you what's going on. How old is your grandson? 20. Here's what's going on. The kids figured out. They all like to go and drink and be at the clubs, even though they're not 21. They figured out a long time ago those fake IDs don't work anymore. So they go looking around for some friend of theirs who's over 21 who looks like them. You know what I mean? Or looks like the picture has the same hair color and almost the same size. And they use that ID, that valid driver's license, to get into the bars. That's what he had that license for, you know. Well, maybe. May you look at that. I'm, and not Anyway, why would you carry around a license you found three months ago? He has, a, he has a mild case of Asperger's, and he forgets things sometimes. Okay. All right. Go on. Anyway, uh, the police, he, he thought the police stopped him illegally or searched him illegally in any case. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'll go back a second. Why, why did the cops stop him? Oh, hold on. Why did they stop you, Martin? They didn't give him a reason. Let me talk to Martin. Martin, talk. Quick. He don't want to talk to me. I don't know about I, Look, if, if I can't go into the stop, I don't know whether it was legal or not. Let me ask you a question. Yes. They, hey, Martin? Yes, sir. Okay. So why did the cops stop you? What were you doing? Uh, well, uh, my, my car was getting worked on like late at night. So I just, uh, it was in Mountain View. So we just, I, want, I asked him, can you want some food? So Wait, I can't. You're mumbling. Why'd you say it was what? Talk to me. I'm sorry. It was late at night, and um, I just got some. I went to go get some food because my mechanic was still working on my car, and I, I was walking back through uh, like a residential business area, mm -hmm. and then um, just one cop. Like I knew there was cops on the street, but this one cop pulled me. Like, he, were you there? Were you walking alone or with somebody else? I was with somebody else. Yeah, and what happened to the other guy? Uh, he was on probation. Oh, yeah. Okay, it was probably a valid stop. Don't even, you know. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. Just, yeah, yeah. I, uh, they, they cited you for Penal Code Section 485, right? Uh, yes, let me see. 485, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's illegal to use somebody else's property for your own use. Uh, what they're oh. thinking is you were using this license to get into the bars. Let me ask you a question. The guy's picture on the license, does it look like yours? Uh, nope. He don't look like you? Not at all. The cop even said so. Okay, this is a misdemeanor. It's kind of serious. Here's what you do. You're not working right now, right? Uh, not right now. When you got a court, where did you get busted? What county? Um, oh, what county? I, I have to go to Palo Alto. Yeah, okay. Pa Palo Alto, Santa Clara. You know what I mean? You got to go to court, I think, in San Jose. You got to go to court and ask for a public defender. Don't plead guilty off the bat to a misdemeanor. Ask for a public defender. Figure out what's going on, and you'll see, all right? Um, I don't see why the cops searched you, you know, um, they can pat you down for weapons, but did they search in your pockets? Yeah, they searched in my pockets. They looked, they looked through my like wallet. You may be able to beat it because it was an illegal search. They can stop you and talk to you, but the search pat you down. They can't search your pockets and examine the contents of your wallet unless they have probable cause. Peter, go get a public defender. All right.
said. Don't plead guilty. Matthew, how come you're calling a lawyer? Uh, yes, Lynn. Why I'm calling is, um, I'm calling from San Jose. Yesterday, about 4 p.m., my wife and I was traveling uh, westbound out San Carlos. Um, facing eastbound was a CHP officer. As we were crossing the intersection of Meridian through San Carlos, the officer kept looking over at my wife and I in the car. And I could see out of my side view mirror that he flipped a U-turn. Um, there was traffic behind us, so all of a sudden I saw him come up behind me through my rearview mirror with his lights on. So I pulled to the side thinking that maybe he's trying to get by. So he stayed on my car, the rear of my car, and so I pulled up to the strip mall. And so um, he gets out the car. He asked me for my driver's Did license. Did he flash the lights on you? I told you to pull over, right? Sir? He flashed the lights on you. He, he, he uh, yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And you pulled over. Please go on. Okay, and I pull over, and so he gets out the car. He walks up to the car, the driver's side, and he says that, uh, can I see your driver's license, registration, blah, blah, blah. So I give this stuff to him, and he said, I'm stopping you because you didn't have on your seatbelt. Now, all the time I had my seatbelt on from the time I left the house, and so I am unsnapping my seatbelt right there in front of him when I turned the car off. And so uh, he goes back to his car. He does his normal routine, blah, 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 blah. And so about 15 minutes later, I saw him getting on his cell phone. And then another unit pulls up, another CHP unit pulls up. The guy gets out the car. He walks around the passenger side, around to the driver's side. So the guy who stopped me gives me the pad, walks up to the car, gives me the pad to sign. And so it's like uh what my thing is... is no, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me, let me, i got to ask you a question. So mm -hmm. here he is. He pulls you over, says you weren't wearing a seatbelt, and you, you said I had it, you had it on. Yes, sir. And two, he kept you sitting there for 15 minutes while he BS'd to somebody on the phone or something and then calls another cop over, right? Well, yeah, he called him, obviously, apparently he called him over on the phone. Right, now notice you were very smart. You didn't open your mouth up to him. He's the cop. You didn't argue with the guy. But i got a question for you, Matthew. Yes, sir. Why did he do this? You, what do you think? The truth. Uh, you know, I, um, to be honest with you, and I don't play the race card, I think he was racial profiling me. Yeah, uh, you're a black guy, right? Huh? You're a black guy. Yes, sir. He's a white guy. Yes. I that think I think guy. I think you got a ticket for driving while black. You know, that that's what I think, you know. It sounds to me really will you drive you drive an old beat up car or a nice new one? No, I got like a two thousand Dodge Neon. Yeah, it, it ain't even a hot car, it ain't chopped or nothing, nothing. No, don't look scroungy. I don't look like a alcoholic drug addict. How old are you? I'm fifty seven. So you're you're too old to even look like a hoodlum, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so he gave you a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt, right? Yes. No points on your license. No, nothing, Lynn. Clean. I mean, no. Clean, I'm saying period. this: uh, driving without a, a seatbelt is no points on your license. They're not going to get any points in the DMV record. It's going to be a fine. Probably comes out to about 150 bucks. You can fight it, but and you can bring your wife in as a witness. And and but here's the story. Both you and your wife have jobs and work, I would bet, right? I, I work, yes. My wife's on disability. All right. So, I don't know. And the cop, Matthew, the cop is going to swear on a stack of Bibles that he saw you not wearing your seatbelt. And you're going to swear you were. And forget about racial profiling. I'm telling you, no matter what the color of the judge is, the judge is going to believe the cop over you. Not because you're black or white, but they believe cops over... Non-cops, you know what I mean?
Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, Lynn, but, you know, I had my seatbelt on. This cop, he, he, you know, it's like not like he had a picture to show me, oh, you don't have your seatbelt on. So, you know? so, look, let me go through the basics. I, I compliment you. You didn't get in a fight with the cop. He's got the badge and the gun and the stick. You didn't argue with him. You didn't wind up arrested for resisting arrest or, you know, sprawled across the hood of your car. You stayed calm, which you absolutely have to do. That was smart. And the question now becomes, if you wish, Matthew, you can fight this. Bring your wife in as a witness and you can fight it. You might win. The cop might not show up. But that's your only recourse. Say not guilty and ask for trial. And I, oh, okay, that's what I want to know. I, I have a right to ask for a trial. Not a jury trial. It's an, you know what, what I mean. It, it's an infraction, but and there's no points on your license. Here's what I'm saying, Matthew. Right. It's more of a pain in the ass to fight it than to pay the money. I think. But well, I, I'm not a black guy, and this doesn't happen to me that often. And you may want to. You know, fight it. More power to you. I support you now. I mean, but, but Lynn, what I'm saying in today's society and stuff, you know, $150 is a lot out of, out, out of, out of my pocket. Then I mean, fight it. I didn't do. Then, then it'll make you feel better to fight it. You might even win. Let me know what happens. Okay. All right? Thank before, you. Hey, Matthew, yes. before you go to court, and we'll practice how to win the case, you know, not BSing, but courtroom demeanor and what to do. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll call you because I go, um, oh, and on top of that, on the citation, he gives me a court date, but no a.m. or p.m., no time. No, no, the, you better check with the county. They'll let you know when you're, you got to answer it by a certain date. You can even plead not guilty by, by, by letter and put up a bond. Read the ticket, call the county, figure out what to do. Okay, well, before I go, uh, my, like I said, I'll call you. I'll be there for you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Raj in San Jose. Why are you calling a lawyer, Raj? Hey, Lynn. Uh, I, uh, I need your advice. Uh, I have uh, an eight-flex apartment uh, in Stockton area, and uh, this and the last weekend, one of uh, my tenants, he passed away, and uh, his wife is uh, not found in the home. Uh, one of the neighbors had called me and told me about it, and uh, I was there to take a look, and she is not there uh, at the property. Have you been into the apartment? No, I haven't been into the apartment. Uh, I believe the police were there, and uh, they made some notes, and uh, uh, the neighbors told that she was uh, there on the weekend, but after that, she is not to be seen as well. So wait a minute. Uh, the so tenant died last weekend, right? And his wife, you don't know where she is. And you want to know what to do. Did they pay rent for the rest of this month? No. Oh, here's what you should do. A landlord has a right to enter the property to inspect it if you give 24 hours notice. So you're supposed to post a notice on the door or slip it under the door, but it's not the end of the world. If I were you, I would knock on the door, all right? You know, if you don't want to, you know, because you're in San Jose and the apartment's in Stockton. Yes. Knock on the door. You know what I mean? And if there's no answer, you're allowed. Use your key. You got a key to enter the apartment? Yes, I do. Enter uh, the apartment. Look around. You heard it been abandoned. Look around. If there's nothing there except trash, you can reasonably assume, you know, the relatives have cleared the place out. If she's still living there, she's a tenant. I don't think so. I don't think so because uh, the neighbors told that uh, she has left uh, for, uh, you know, she has vacated the place and we could see a lot of stuff around the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then go ahead and if it's all garbage and stuff there, just throw that stuff out, you know. If she left stuff like a big fancy TV or good furniture, Call me back. But if it's just garbage and trash, or you know, give it to Goodwill and get rid of it, okay? Okay, and I have a follow-up question to this. And I was told uh, by somebody, one of my other friends, that uh, if somebody passed away, we need to uh, you know, hold off for six months or whatever for renting. Is that true? Is you hold off like for that? six months? 
Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. No. You can move it, clean out the apartment, rent it. You don't have to hold it for six months. And any disclosures? Uh, the, uh, any what? Any new tenant? Should we uh, talk about this? Uh, Did the guy die in the apartment? Yes. Wasn't suicide. He just died, right? Yeah, it's a normal death, yeah. I, I think a normal death. If somebody commits suicide, it's a different story. I don't think you have to disclose that somebody died in the apartment. There wasn't, you know. Okay. All right? Hey, thank you very much. Lee. You're welcome. Well, good one today, huh? You like those stories. You keep coming back for more. You can send me an email. We answer lots of emails. Whole staff does it. I work with four other lawyers. There's David Brown. Arden Kwan does Medi-Cal. Audrey Gerard does personal injury. Those questions, we'd love to answer them for you. We can knock out those answers easily. Len at lentillum.com. If you've been injured in an accident, significant injuries, call the office, 800-996-4505. Jim Gagan, Audrey Gerard will talk to you. Their staff will talk to you. will help you evaluate the case. Jim Gagan has gotten multi-million dollar recoveries, has tried many cases, and has been voted super lawyer. Just do so well with him. You've got a legal problem. Let us know about it. See you tomorrow.